gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Easy 85 Plays on the Potzilla 1985 Network. My name is Cody Sandusky. I am your dungeon master, and despite the best efforts of this motley crew, we are back in Barovia for the Curse of Strahd campaign. Our noble adventurers have made their way through the, well, the manner in which they've resided. They've found themselves a safe-ish place to rest, but now they have a set of stairs, and to their knowledge, they go down. Who's going down these stairs? We'll start in my order. Above me on my screen is Rasmus Thomason, played by Double H. Hey, that's me. I still that is Jesse's you. thing, kind of. Eh. Yeah. It works well enough. Fine. Next yeah. up, next up in my order, playing our resident Jin adjacent. It is Lindsay Wolfgong. I survived level one. Yes, you did. Now we will see if level two is just as kind. The man himself playing Old Red the Ranger. It is uh, Tanner Calvert. Hey, he keeps calling me Old Red, and I feel like I'm, I'm looking. Wait, I'm a coon hound out in the swamp hunting down somebody who escaped jail. Yeah, Tanner, well, literally no one who listens to this knows that bit. I know that bit. I listened to that song three you days ago. If you don't listen to this show, you're on it. Anyway. <laughs> Those are the only two Blake Shelton songs I care about is Old Red and Austin. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I am old. The man below Tanner on my screen is playing the one man not in our D&D Beyond campaign. It is Aiden Valmont, trademark restricted, copywritten. Well, 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 the, well, uh, well. Oh, the <laughs> owner of Podzilla 1985, Shannon Young. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, great. And our man in the middle, so to speak, it is Kaz playing Bjorn, the blood hunter extraordinaire. The ice in my whiskey has turned into a Death Star. Well, well, you guys, game, you guys, no you guys can't hear what sounded like a thousand chihuahuas barking upstairs, but it was actually Lindsay laughing, and it echoed through the house. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you'll hear was, dogs barking like It was probably that random too. <laughs> yeah, it was out of nowhere. It's that random too. Uh, I know they can't see it. And this is a great gag for the audio podcast. But what is going on with your hair? You pulled those headphones back, and it has just gone out of control. Because the boy weird. doesn't he's brush just, his hair. He's just shaking violently <laughs> right now. There is okay. a family trait going on with the forehead. Look at that. Oh, I just, I'm trying to get mm, him to stop drinking because oh. he just took a shot and I made him laugh, and it went through his nose, and I know that burned like hell. Yep. <laughs> that fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you said you liked that burn. Not yeah, when it's, not that, when it's going up my throat. Hey. <laughs> Damn this thing. How gravity works. All right, well, Lindsay corrals the cat away from the Pokeballs, I believe. When last we saw our oh. adventurers, they had barricaded themselves in a room on the top floor of the manor. Excuse me, as I try to hiccup here. Everybody seemed to have gotten a restful night as you traded shifts. I'll go ahead and just breeze through that portion. You guys... In as much as you're able to tell, outside that window it is daytime, and you have had at least some restful night, so you can reset uh, to go into what is off-screen character development. Everybody's leveled up to level two now, and so now I cannot wait for something like a, a single iced method or something to murder them all, because that's how things go. <laughs> you level up, you're two points beefier, and then cut everybody down. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
I'm like five uh, points beefier. So. Yeah, no, most of you went up. I, I, I guess for, say, for those I, at home. I think I went up by seven, man, because I, yeah. I, I only had like eight or nine hit points. I have 15. Now. I only had yeah. nine. I went up to 16, yeah. You guys are 22. Really, yeah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Kaz is at 22. Tanner's at 18. Uh, Rasmus is at 15. Lindsay's at 16. I'm like, I'm like, what are you at? I'm constantly dying anyway. I'm at t am I not in the thing? Because I can roll for the thing. I'm 22. You can roll on your character. You're not in the campaign. Go in the campaign. Which I will. I will once more with gusto paste it into the text only for babies. If you want to click on that link and drop your character in there, because that way we would all be in the campaign. Okay. Not that it impacts too much, other than I can see your character sheet. But uh, now that we've leveled up, I know we asked about it off screen, but I'll do it on screen for the matter of continuity. Does anybody have any questions before we dive into this session? Uh, I have a. I have a very obtuse one in a way how uh uh how much fun can i have with with the trail rations because i think it'd be cool if i had like some dried coffee or something so i could make coffee in the morning i mean, <laughs> I mean is I, it do you really care like that's what i'm getting at like well, I mean, how, you, how flavorful can i make it here i mean no i love that you, you have you have sacred flame as a cantrip sure if you got a metal container you can make coffee to your heart's desire but well, I mean, we've got a fire going. I'm talking about like, okay, trail rations rules is written right. say it's that they're like nuts and jerky and that kind of stuff. Like, can yeah. I have some dried coffee in that? Can I have yes. like some coffee grounds? Yes, you may. All right. Thank you. Cody. Thank you. The DM is generous tonight. I re I require more information. Do you? What is the information <laughs> you require? Would you like to know more? Click here for more info. That's if a good movie. If uh, Lindsay's character doesn't doesn't win the game, I'm gonna kill myself live on the air. Jen, stop saying that. <laughs> Facebook will delist us, our Bud Dwyer. Well, so much for Stride. Thanks, everybody. It's been good. <laughs> Bart Harley Jarvis. <laughs> Fuck you, Harley Jarvis. <laughs> no, get him out of here. No, no. <laughs> we we will not be having this tonight. No, thank you. So good if we're, I mean, if we're jumping into it, then as as soon as I like rise yeah. in the morning as, as early as I've managed and I would imagine is relatively early like whatever it, whatever the the Barovian equivalent of six is you know <laughs> in terms of circadian rhythms and all that yeah um Rasmus is gonna yeah start uh, like 10 cup like making coffee on the fireplace there like cowboy style just set it right on top of the the wood the bur wood burning stove yeah I, sh I should acknowledge that I appreciate you bringing that up because Barovia doesn't really have much in the way of true sunlight. By level five, you guys are going to be perpetually at level three of exhaustion because you have no circadian rhythm. You're just waking yeah. up at 2 a.m. <laughs> you barely have any blood left. Have you seen my chest? <laughs> I have allegedly seen your chest. I, I like that Kaz said that at the time that I just noticed that he's got like... <laughs> fucking Gandalf pipe yep. there. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. Having himself a grand old time there, bud. Oh my god, it's chaos. I don't know All right, tell yeah. You, bud. <laughs> yeah, Rasmus is making coffee. That's how okay. I'm getting up. Rasmus is making coffee. That's that... in character, by the way. That's okay. Okay. Steaming, steaming it. Hi, the rest of you rousted up by a smell of coffee or anything therein, or what's the rest of what's the rest of the yeah, game? Red's gonna, sure. Red's gonna smell it, look at him and go, that stunts your growth. <laughs> Rasmus is like half asleep still, kind of, because he hasn't had it yet. So he's gonna kind of look you up and down and go, 
and clearly you enjoy decaf. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, that, that leaves one Birdman extraordinaire, Aiden Belmont. What are you Birdman's. doing? Birdman's! Uh, attorney at law. Yes. That's right. Go watch the uh, Better Call Saul finale. I heard it was fantastic. No spoilers here. Anyway, um, I said no spoilers, Tanner. Uh, what are you I, talking about? I'm going to wake up with the group and okay. enjoy some coffee. All right. Well, at least for the area you are in, this room that you have, I imagine the, the square still on the screen, you guys have still barricaded the door. There's no sounds of activity that you can tell the the ominous presence you had felt going through this initial part of the building at least when secluded is dissipated a bit barovia as you would look out the two windows is still generally drab and overcast there's still that fog if you were to look out this window on the side kind of surrounding the perimeter where the tree line is on this property but there's nothing overbearing on your your beings at this time you feel for the first time since you've entered this house a relative sense of rest though i would imagine rasmus as you start drinking that coffee being the one who first unlocked that door uh the back of your mind has something still focused on those stairs that go down yeah i mean as as rasmus like rouses you know coffee in hand and and probably like some jerky or whatever else is amongst those trail rations um slowly but surely the gears start turning like subconsciously he's already you know gearing back up whatever he managed to shuck the night before he's already you know strapping the chain mail back on getting the straps back into place getting the shield back up and kind of just like i don't want to say silently doing this but but much less talkative than he has been up to this point because like yeah it's coming back to him that this is what happened the night before and that they've they've got a you know something ahead of them that could be worse than what they've already encountered, which was bad enough as it was. So yeah, he's, he's distracted. Definitely distracted from the group, but like focused very much on, on the task at hand. How about the rest of you after a relatively restful night's sleep again, you're able to in game mechanic style long rest. So there's no exhaustion. There's nothing necessarily uh, impeding you as you wake up. Uh, what what are your thoughts as you start your second day in this building? So I'm remembering bits and pieces of the previous evening, and I remember being in this room, looking at things. Did we did we fully search everything in here, like under the bed, in the desks, and everything? We I'm went through sure. the desk for sure. I know that much, I'm and I'm pretty, pretty sure I went through room. that bookshelf too. Yeah, we searched yeah. this room pretty early on because we came back to it afterwards. Yeah, if in terms of what what I can give you, everything that you guys would think to explore in the game, you have already done so. Cool. So Red personally is ready to get the hell out of this place because it's uh, nothing but bad news since we got here. Uh, Bjorn, seems you've already moved your way away, I'm imagining that the uh, the barricade is no longer necessary. No, I was just like, no, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> they were like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just ready to go. Yep. <laughs> let me uh, let me out. <laughs> Zephyr probably would have picked at some of her own rations a little bit and looked her arm over at her bite from the night before. Oh yeah, uh, get that shirt on. 
Uh, you you notice as you look down at it that there's there's nothing necrotic about it. There's nothing showing any type of spread. If you were unaware, or if someone were to see you, they would imagine it was just some of it was just a generic animal bite. Okay. You you feel no different. There's no adverse effects throughout the night. It just at this point appears to be a bite. Um, okay. That's true. You got a drink from their cool looking vase with blood in it. <laughs> that's what I hear. That's what the, the demon books say. Uh, vase O Blood. Books. My personal favorites. Oh, otherwise, ah. if everyone is going to start convening outside, I will have followed suit and gone with them. Okay. Well, that leaves a uh, whip boy outstanding. What are you doing there, Aiden? <laughs> I am just silently following the crowd. Okay. Preparing myself for what lies ahead. It's a very it's a very somber morning from the sound of things. Yeah, a I can't. Day. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that even with a restful night's sleep, uh, anyone is very keen on what the next day has for them. So I, I'd say all of you are in a yeah. pre- pretty standard place for what I would expect. Uh, Rasmus, as you approach the door, I believe uh, you had made sure it was at least latched back, but the door is still with that iron key that you have able to be opened with these. Okay. Um, before I, I'm going to put the key into the lock, but then I'm going to, without actually turning it and opening it, since the group seems to have congregated behind me there, I'm going to turn and just tell them, like, look, I'm not one for speeches. I'm not good at that kind of thing. I'm good at mediating arguments, I'm good at being helpful. This is above and beyond my pay grade, for lack of a better term. So, um, I think we, I think it's important that we all stick together. I think it's important that we watch each other's backs. For better or worse, we've all we've got right now. Like we're all that that any of us have. And I don't know another way out of here but through. So. Yeah, he's just going to kind of leave it at that. Red nods his head in agreement. And, uh, draws his bow and notches an arrow for, for what's to come possibly in this hallway. Anybody else keen for its Miller time? Because that's all I heard after Hunter's thing is the entire cross the streams <laughs> bit. Just, I'm proud of this plan. Plan. I'm plan. I'm proud to be a part of it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, nobody has just kind of like nods, just simply silently, and just kind of waits to breach through. Okay. All right. Yeah, Rasmus is once more gonna check the straps on his shield and then turn and open the gate and head into the oh uh i'll light a i'll light a torch i'll light another torch for those who can't see thank you um and instead of wielding my mace i'll have that so shield torch let's go and yeah unless there's any qualms of the party you guys there's enough room on the staircase to go too wide down before i go down i turn around i'm like aiden you coming dog (laughs) Yes, I'll be there. Nope. <laughs> uh, no pig, no Bjorn. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. So, with that transition in mind, let us uh, make our way into 
the crypt. Now, I, if I have done my stuff correctly, you guys uh, only yeah. are able to see a small landing and a direct area in front of you, correct? This shit's dark. Yes. Okay. That is uh, what you should see, so we will... I'm, <laughs> I don't want to draw a lot of attention to it, but I don't like the fact that Cody outright used the word crypt. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That well, sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it is down. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's down and you know also, also down, down and things. dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Just so just so you guys know, I have turned off the uh, grid background for this map, so you have free movement. But obviously, there's a grid on the map, so kind of use that as you will. But nothing's gonna snap into place specifically. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm Bjorn, so your top hat's missing in the dark. Yeah, I'm like just kind of poking <laughs> it in, seeing like if I tap this, <clears throat> show. Yeah, no, it will not. I have, uh, unless you're seeing something, because uh, I imagine your token should go away. Uh, as you de- as you descend the stairs, the temperature has started to fall. As you go down, it starts to feel chillier as you descend. As you approach the last few steps, Rasmus, you, I imagine, leading the party would be the first one to experience this. The smell of decaying flesh, rot, and kind of that mu- that mustiness that mold has, kind of if you go into a concrete floor that's been wet for a long time, you start to smell all of that. It fills your nose as you come down. As your foot strikes the floor and all of you will notice this as well as all of you step off that last step and onto the floor there is a slight mist covering the floor it is opaque enough for you to generally see the outline of your boot or your foot whatever that may be but it does impede that slightly and as the five of you have noticed as you exit into this little hallway one there is a torch that is lit on the wall so rasmus you are to do as you wish, but you do notice there is a torch lit ahead of you. Uh, okay. As you get into the, the the stone wall, you see up and down. There are two ways in which you can go. I up vote, or down? Uh, I, I vote left. Or oh, I guess yeah, that. it would be left. The the direction you're going. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep this group together, and he seems to yeah. already be going that way. So I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow. Okay. Same. Same. Uh, out of character for just a second. Well, if I minimize Discord, do I? Does my camera view disappear? Or do you guys still see me moving around and whatnot? No, so if you minimize it, it's fine. Yeah. It's only if you turn it, turn your cool. video off. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to make sure because <coughs> I've got I've got multiple screens going on here. Okay, so as yep. those of you start moving north, let me grab my tool. It's a secret tool that will help us later. <laughs> later, there you go. It's like the the darkness ends like a wall. <laughs> well, I mean, for those of you with dark vision, which is a select few of you, uh, or half I mean, of us, apparently, I feel like a freaking the one of two. I have dark or low light. I have dark. Okay. Again, to review, Hunter and Tanner have dark okay. vision. Cody, I just want to take a moment no, to point out. No, look, I, I know what you think I'm going to say. All right, but what I wanted to say was I have dark vision. Okay. So. Oh, <laughs> I got long vision. Long vision. All right. Well, <laughs> hang on. Oh, I can see back. far out there if there's light. The entire <laughs> goddamn group chat's going to be changed names before we're done with this session. Shit. Oh, I'm not changing Air Yorick for a while. <laughs> no, oh, no, Air Yorick needs to stay. That's fantastic. That's a good one. 
I will expand your vision in that one direction to a certain extent, so you will notice yeah. now that uh, you see much. But uh, again, Bjorn, are you? Is anybody trying to impede Bjorn as he continues to pivot to the dark, or what are we doing? I'm here? just, I'm just gonna keep following him with my bow drawn, thinking, you I mean, slow down. How how dark is it? Because there's these torches on the wall. How much yeah. light are they casting? Uh, at least in this direction, because of where these two are, you could probably see. I'll give you a little bit more. Can I crack open probably a, about a there. torch? Can I crack one open? Yeah, you're more than welcome to do whatever you'd like in this situation. Hey, the world is your oyster. He apparently has glow sticks. Instead yeah, she's yeah. going to crack it and <laughs> snap it down the middle. And... Yeah, Bjorn, as you... I just do this from my thumb. Um, yes. Yeah, as you do that, you, I'll give you that vision as well. So... Because actually, I have that lovely tool that I need to start doing in terms of tool. Keeps well, talking about this tool. Dude keeps talking about that tool. I'm gonna move here. Try to like stop him and him say, "Hey, you need to slow the hell down." I forget. I can, I can reveal area by area, so I can also do that polygonally. But since you guys are going, um, I'm I'm just gonna kind of move to the center. Here, just so I can get a better idea of what's around yeah. all of. I, I I want open directions to to look here. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. While that's happening, Zephra <laughs> and Aiden, what are you guys doing? Because clearly, I'm gonna follow suit with them. Same. Okay. Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye and getting ready for when you know horrible things happen. Okay. So, uh, Red and Bjorn, as you guys approach here, you see two iron gates. Kind of forking off here. I, I get like closer to the opposite wall from that gate because, in my experience dealing with such things and such creatures, sometimes hands come through bars, and you got to make sure you have distance. So, yeah. so I get a, I get against the wall here. I'm assuming when you said gates, this is see through. Like yes, yeah, it's just a standard iron like a fence gate. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so red. I, just, I get lined up, and I just want to take a peer in from a distance there. Yeah, so I will show for red on your side, which. One day I may have the tools to hide the, from you guys. Well, Cody, you got the tools, you got the talent. Talent, yeah. It's, it's Miller time. <laughs> it's time to show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Oh, that's a little... Cody, this okay. guy's a sailor. He's in New York. We're getting <laughs> late. We don't have any problems. That's a casket for a wee one. Nobody steps on a coffin in my city. <laughs> or in my town. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for the two of you, uh, Alfred, you look forward and you see a closed coffin but you see it is a pretty large one it consumes a good chunk of the room in which this is you know displayed bjorn on your side go ahead no, i was gonna say i was gonna ask a question you go ahead and tell him real quick yeah bjorn on your side you see just as you see on the uh the picture you have a coffin that's kind of askew in the right corner of the room and the lid of it is propped up against the back is, left wall is it small like that like it like for real Perspective-wise, obviously for the illustration, but in terms of game mechanics, it is an adult-sized coffin, or at least close to what you suspect. At an angle, it looks like that, but it looks like it still takes up about the same space as the top one does. Yeah. If you look at the grid. It may be a little narrower, but in terms of like what also, it's meant for. I'm not up there yet. That's, that's the poor vampire's <laughs> coffin. The other one looks like much more well-to-do. Yeah. All right, so if the three of you are still Rasmus, Zephyr, and Aiden hanging back at least, Bjorn and Alfred, I'll let you guys uh, take the lead here for a moment. What do you wish to do upon seeing these two things? 
I don't want to touch anything, but I do want to kind of like just check. The, I don't want to touch the gate or anything. I just want to like inspect it to see if this thing's like loose, open in any way, or is it kind of well closed? Uh, if you put your hand up on that gate with any pressure, it eases open. You could tell I, that there was no latch to it. There's it just it's as if someone didn't fully close the door and it clicked. I pull hands back and I just kind of like take a step back here because I don't, I won't wait till we're all kind of like in a place okay. that's usable. Okay. Then while while you backpedal away from that scene, Red, what are you doing as you see your uh, um, room? I'm I'm trying to look from without getting too close to the gate or opening the gate. I want to look see if I can see anything any kind of plaque or anything on the casket to see if there's any clue who might be in there, if there is anybody in there, things like that. In terms from what you can see, uh, there's been enough of, uh, much like the, the entire building you navigated previously, there are cobwebs, there's general telltale signs that this has been not disturbed for periods of time, or at least some portions of this building, uh, the torch is lit notwithstanding. But the coffin in this room specifically seems as if it's been here recently. Like, it looks like it's there's still a nice varnished sheen on the lid. From you, for what you can see, it looks like there's not been the wear of age upon it. Do I see any stones or anything on the ground around me? No. Everything, I mean, you see a stone floor, but in terms of uh, no, loose like rock. Okay. I mean, you may see a little bit of stuff that you could pick up. I mean, nothing seems terribly like loose. You could pick up a large stone, but yeah, I'll, I'll say there's a little bit of loose rock you could kick up. Yeah, I just want to pick. I just want to pick a piece of gravel and and throw it at the at the at the casket and see if anything happens. Okay, I will ask. Do you wish to throw it through the grates of the iron gate, or are you trying to like open that up to get into it? I threw the grates. I ain't opening okay. it. Okay, you you throw it through, it ricochets, I'll probably about, you know, you're a good shot, it hits center mass right there at the foot of the cross. Wait, are you no like sound. throwing rocks at this thing? What do you throw? <laughs> it's a pebble or a rock, a little piece of gravel. Uh, you hear, you kind of hear that hollow sound of like hitting a, a piece of wood. So Okay, but so I nothing. like over here, and I'm like, all right, big man, we, these, I, I just kind of like it for me. Like, we probably shouldn't be throwing rocks. At this point, i got to be hearing noises. So I, I'd have to imagine they're not quiet about this. Yeah. That is true. I, I'm i not quiet in this scene. So, like, uh, to, to be in I'm playing follower still. <laughs> what are you two up to? I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, you know, looking. Look, there's a casket here. It doesn't looking. look like it's been opened, and it doesn't look very old. I After the experience we had last night, I just wanted to throw something and see if something was awake inside. I'm not opening that gate, though. Yeah. Just like I said, as the, the rock kind of hits the foot of that cross, you hear kind of that hollow echo sound of something, like a piece of two-by-four being knocked on, but nothing underneath to support it. Uh, but no other sound. Like, nothing creaks, emanates from it. You kind of hear that little piece of gravel ricochet off the foot of that cross and hit a wall. But nothing At this point, I'm guessing that. I can see that the bottom grate is open. And yeah, it, it, with Bjorn the way, opened it. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure Bjorn didn't pull it, latched muck like eight. it was. So yeah, it's kind of cracked. Okay. I'm not uh, really interested in opening it unless you. I'll are. go through there. Right. Yeah, I'll go through. All right, so you're. I mean, if we through. if we can see from here that that casket is open, then yeah, I'll go through. Oh, I thought the casket was was when did it open? My my casket's open, closed. 
The bottom one's open. You can see yeah. the lid against the wall there. Is empty. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll take a couple of uh, careful steps in there and see see what I can see with my half elf eyes. Half elf eyes. So you're kind of That's... peering around that lid, getting toward the foot of the coffin. Yeah, I want to see if I can, because I, I don't know how well I can see into that coffin from the, the grate, but I mean, I'm going to approach it carefully, so I don't know, yeah. here well, approximately. Yeah, as you approach that coffin, you kind of cast your torchlight over it. There is, again, nothing inside. It looks, this one looks like it's been worn with age. It's a ramshackle, kind of as Kaz put it, a pauper's coffin. Nothing of anything ornate, yeah. just plain wood. But as you start to cast your torchlight over the foot of this... You start to hear a little bit of a rattle coming from behind that lid on the left wall. As you hear that rattle, you look ahead. If you were to survey the room, you see a couple kind of holes in the wall. You hear some scurrying coming through. Your room is starting to be flooded by a swarm of rats. Skeevers. Gross. I would like some Skeevers. initiative. Damn it. No, we ain't got to fight no rats. Shit. Uh, I'm all these little sons of bitches. Son of a bitch. What'd I get? Oh, Here we go with these better. shitty dice again. Yeah, I gotta tell no. you, I'm getting real close to wanting to use my physical dice for this. Hey, I don't think I've re rolled over 10 in the last few. Uh, 22. Uh, 18. Yeah, 11. 12. Okay. 11, 12, 22. Bjorn, what you got? I got six. You okay. got Jack. <laughs> Jaden, what you got? 18, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the truth. All right. So Wait, can you not see that? I can't. I was on the uh, character sheet page because uh, oh. I have to bring over that. You here? I have a cat. Here, kitty, kitty, come get a rat. Man, there you go. Send the cat in. <laughs> Let the cat I mean, on fire and send it in. That way, it's double duty. Shannon, that was my favorite song that Krusty sang on The Simpsons. Send in the cats. <laughs> Those uh, laughy, daffy cats. cats. <laughs> All right. So let's see what we got here in terms of this. Okay, so they've got a. Uh, Got eleven, so we'll split that in half. I can hear the rats chewing on the walls now. Oh, that's right, yeah, chewing on the walls. There you go. <laughs> All right, so red, uh, to kind of ease a little bit, I'll kind of snap you or move you to the center of that square. And I do apologize the way this map is drawn; some of the grid lines aren't as prominent as they are in other places. But we'll kind of we'll play guesstimate as we need to. So you are first up in the order. What do you do upon hearing, like even from your distance, you hear the rattling from that wooden lid on that wall, and then start to hear that scurrying sound. Well, you're someone who's you've lived in woods, you've lived in yeah, you're a wood elf, you know what this is. Uh, seeing seeing as I know what it is, more than likely I'm going to move down. Let's see with a fifteen there. Can yeah. I can I can I see from where I'm at? Yeah, I mean, you're you probably see the foot into the coffin from where you're at. Remember, you can kind of take over Bjorn's space and kind of move. There you go. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of a edge there so you can actually grab that token. You can probably look over me. 
but I mean that too. Uh, yeah, they're good. Bjorn, were you were you holding a torch? I was. I am. Mickey, okay, this is totally a, a video game play, and I don't know if it's available. Can he light one of my arrows on fire? That is gone. Yep. I mean, typically, rules as written, you need to have a flammable implement on it, like something you can dip okay. the arrowhead in. Uh, yeah, because it mean, would be like a stone or a metal arrowhead, right. so yeah. you could you could heat it up. <laughs> you could create a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> He's so nice. He's sanitizing his arrow before he starts. Right, coming. yeah. <laughs> it cauterizes the wound it creates. <laughs> Keep him fighting right. sport. I guess I'm just gonna. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I love that idea. Yes, I, I no. absolutely do. But it's one of those things where, yeah, I get it. If it's not, if it's not wrapped in something, I would even think if it was wrapped in something, if you'd already had that ready, that'd just be a bonus action. Just turn it, light it, and go. But yes. there's there's I, nothing I will, to light except the shaft, and that's gonna break it. So yeah, I, I will say in terms of to to show back in terms of how game mechanics work, that is something you can do, and that is something that if you end up exploring that or find like a, I think we treat it like an oil or like kind of a thicker uh, viscous oil in one of the campaigns I played previously, that they had that ability with a, a steel and flint to just light it and go. So that's something you certainly can do, just you don't have things right now, to my knowledge, to do that with. Uh, more or less. Can I? Oh man, I'm trying to think of anything I can do here besides wasting arrows on all these rats. I'm like, your uh, feet are. You wear a size 16. Just stomp them. I, I will say, Tanner, mechanically, how the game works, you would be shooting at the swarm. It's not like these are okay. individual rats that you have to like, okay. kill one by one. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take a. I, I've had an arrow on the. You know, ready to go. Not step yep. ready to go. I'm just gonna let fly. Okay. What have we got here? Sorry, that just away. What am I missing? I wouldn't want to be Rasmus in that room right now. This shit can be like, blink, 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 blink. Right. Yeah. Ripping my shirt. <laughs> Lindsay is battling with her own swarm currently. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, just that business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course it does. As you fire that between yeah. the firelight, trying to get your arrow pulled up and avoid Rasmus, and also just dealing with a large mass of rats coming through, you fire trying to avoid Rasmus, but you feel that you almost like you are close to it. It just skims over the crowd and planks off basically the base of that wall at the back of the room. All right. Oh, never mind. Anything else you want to do with your uh, your turn? you still have another, like, five feet or stuff to go? Yeah. Would I be able to switch to my, my hand axes? Yeah, I'll treat that as a bonus action that you can switch over. Okay, yeah, I'm going to switch over to my hand axes. Because and... I'm kind of like, to kind of go, that's kind of how Hunter handled it in Star Wars, and I'll handle it kind of the same way in terms of there's not a quick draw feature. There's something you can do that with, but mechanically I'm a little less concerned about that. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. Take a step in and be ready to start stomping and slashing. There we go. But 
<laughs> we need to get you a like a bat wrapped in some wire, and you can be like Charlie. You can go rat bashing. You gotta, you gotta bash the rats. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Alfred is a uh, has exhausted his turn. Aiden, uh, you're not gonna be able to make it to where they're at unless you double move. So tell me, how do you wish to spend your turn? Uh, I suppose I'll double move over there. Actually, I say that. 20 feet to put you there. Another 10 feet to put you. Actually, 10 feet. 10 feet will put you right in line. Now, mind you, with a whip, you won't be able to attack anything, but 30 feet will put you basically right where Bjorn's at. You can yeah. attack me. <laughs> yes, oh, that is an option. For that. <laughs> I'll, uh, now, is that for a double move, right? No, that uh, 30 feet, so a single move would put you where Bjorn is right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you can move 30 feet. Um. Yeah, admittedly, I don't have your character sheet, but I assume there's nothing that would impede you from moving. Slide, man. <laughs> I guess oh, I do have it now. Yes. I um, had reloaded my page. Sorry. I mean, I don't know what else to do other than to just stand there. So I'll move up there and just stand there and utter some words of encouragement and wait for the next one. Ah. Uh, okay. That that is something you can do. It's one of the only things I can do, Cody. There you go. Okay, so I will, I'll leave you. Are you able to move your token, or do you not need to do that? Oh, I forgot I could, honestly. Um, we should, should be able there, to. you say? There, yes. There-ish? Okay. There-ish, yeah. Uh, enough to where I, I would say you have view of the room. So, But yeah, in terms of being able to see your token, that's good for me. Okay. All right, Zephyr, you're up next. Again, in the same respect that you've got movement that would put you... You could stand in the coffin from the distance you're at, give or take. So. I would rather not stand in the coffin. You know, if there are enough rats, they might be able to lift you like a very creepy throne. Sure, why not? I am not the rat queen. You always wanted to be the queen, um, come on. I will go ahead and move into the room. I'm going to stay about in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and take out my own crossbow. And okay. take a shot into the swarm, so to speak. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll on that. Uh, a twenty-three. Ooh. Oh, that is a that's a nat twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it is. It's green. Yep. <laughs> oh, hey, I did something useful for one. <laughs> yeah, you are going to uh, smack them pretty well. Now, that's uh how do we said max damage on that, correct? Is how we're treating that this I campaign. I believe so that that's how be, we were doing it. That would be nine. And then the, the game adds critical damage to it, and it rolls a separate D8, which is kind uh, of odd. We'll, do, we'll go ahead and just give the full nine on that. So, yeah, okay. you, uh, you, you walk in the room. You feel steady. You uh, fire off that bolt. And uh, you you spread a number of rats like you hit the center of the group and you see a number of them just bounce off the wall and fall down on the floor dead. Gross. Those uh, <laughs> those rats are feeling vulnerable. Yes. So you you you, you uh, took care of that hit pretty hard. So. Okay, that's all I got this time. Walk into the room like, what up? I got my gun cocked. That's right. Draw <laughs> show what's up. Start blasting. <laughs> No, that oh, that's Chan. Did you bring your gun? <laughs> of course. <laughs> where's where's, where's the goddamn rats? 
Oh man! All right. So speaking of, as uh, as that section of rats spatter against the wall, there is uh, more than enough to take their place. And since they move on mass, they are making their way toward the nearest target, which is one uh, Rasmus Thomason. Oh, tie goes to the DM, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, they're uh, you were the first one they saw, and not that these creatures are very intelligent. You're just a no, warm meant, body in front of them. I meant that eleven <laughs> initiative. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, or, is, or is their benefit higher than mine? I, I mean, you're a DM man. Do what you want to do. No, I, I did that without even thinking about the fact you also rolled an eleven. What is your? Uh... My bonus is a two. Okay, yeah. No, then you go first because their bonus oh, okay. is zero. So yeah. Well, cool. I'll yep, take so that. never mind. I ain't mad I, about that. I will reverse that order for this. So my fault. You are uh, no, no, no. It's I, I. You do what you want, man. You're in charge. No, I was num- number. Yeah, no, you're good. Thank you for uh, for catching it. Because I, I, get, I just threw it in the order and didn't think about um, this. Not considering it. Well, if everybody hadn't come into the room, I would have said let's just leave and lock it. But then again, they're <laughs> probably small enough that they can get through that grate. So, uh, well, you're right. are they? I mean, if Are everyone wants to, me? to leave the room, I can try and fry them next round. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I would say they're that's adjacent to you. not a bad idea. Oh, okay, so I need to... Well, crap, that sucks. Well, I, I can still do that. Okay, yeah, I'm going to back out, number one. Okay. Um, although I want to keep... I want to be able to, to keep line of sight to them. Basically um, stay out of a five-foot radius of me. <laughs> okay, uh, and then to, to try and help her, I'll cast Sacred Flame. And, right. and try to drop some fire on them. So it's a deck save 13 for you. Yep. <laughs> As you can imagine, rats are not very dexterous. So yeah, you hit on that. Sweet. Uh, and that's going to be whatever that is. Can't see it yet. Three, uh, three radiant damage. Three radiant damage. There you go. There you go. So yeah, basically as, as Rasmus... I'm going to have him back away first so that he doesn't get attacked, but I'll say on his way out, pretty much he's trying to coalesce that fire over him and just, you know, they're rats, man. Set them on fire. Why not? Torch torch them. So now the uh, to go along with the lovely smells I described at the start of this session <laughs> as you come down the steps, you now smell them. Rat rat hair. Yeah. <laughs> we made Chinese. Smells like, smell like 100% rat, rat ass. ass. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. Damn it. That's crazy. It's made out of Red's mama's pubic hair. Anyway. <laughs> this whole crypt looks bombed out and depleted. <laughs> depleted. Okay. Yeah, so you uh, oh, kind of okay. same thing. Not as much as the swarm scatters after that sacred flame, but a, a number of them as it makes contact kind of drop. So the numbers are slowly diminishing, and they are, uh, again, not a pleasant Good. scent. But uh, now that you have moved, however, uh, the next warm body nearest to them Man. is uh, Zephyr. Hi. So they, oh, uh, and think about that. <laughs> Sorry. They're going to make right. their way to you. That's away. okay. I know what's they? happening. Yeah, so uh, you have a... a uh, the way it goes, you are going to be attacked by bites. So a number of them Great. are going to try to, at this point, kind of get at your ankles, your legs. That's where they're at right now. Just get what is your like AC? The other fur balls that I have in the house right now. Yeah. Your AC is I... 14. You needn't yeah. worry. Uh, you have enough of a drop seeing as Rasmus moves, so you knew there was a bit of distance between them and you. As they start to go, you kind of have your ability to flail your feet a bit and kind of kick back the swarm a bit because they are uh, unable to get any secure bites Good. onto you. 
No Hell fuzzies. Yeah. yeah, so they are they are unable to do anything, but they are uh, swarmed around you. They are occupying your space. So at least as it stands, they are currently around your feet. Okay. <clears throat> so as that goes, our last man in the order, Bjorn. You got basically the entire party in front of you. And some rats inside a room. Yeah, I'm looking at this map right now, and A, even if it was only the Alfred, I have a feeling that seven-foot stack is going to block my view. So, with everyone else involved, can I even see? I mean, game mechanically, any attacks that you would do, barring a failure, would be able to hit the enemy. But yeah, yeah your biggest thing right now is that you have impedance by Alfred covering up most of the door. Yeah, I'm... Well... Well, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to shoot him in the leg if I try to go for the rats, or I shoot Zephyr in the leg if I go for the rats. I mean, so, you would have to I catastrophically to fail for that to happen. To yeah, yeah, you're all not right. aiming at her specifically, so unless you roll a, a all right, crit I'm going to test all fine. of y'all that this ain't going to happen, so I am going to lift a bolt in the rat's general direction. Here it comes, eventually. Promise. Maybe. Pause for bolts. Pause for bolts. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately, your situation, due to having to navigate around the uh, the wall better than window, Alfred there, you fire off a bolt, and you actually, uh, trying to catch the angle that you do, you hear it thud into the wood that you imagine is at the foot of that coffin. I hate these dice. <laughs> Well, he so didn't that shoot is, anybody in the buttocks. So that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody else is getting hurt. Anything else you wish to do on your turn? Uh, just point out the fact that that was when everybody was like, no, nah, you'd have to catastrophically fail. That was a two that I rolled, by the way. <laughs> so you, mean, so what you're telling me is you didn't catastrophically fail. Yeah, you, you narrowly true. avoided it, but... This is true. This is true. It was yeah. a breath, but... Yeah. Such as it is. I'm going to kind of stare on. You had, like, you had a 5% chance and you didn't fall into that. True. I'm looking into this room right now and God just shake my head going, well. <laughs> it's a some bitch. <laughs> Rats are on y'all now. That's right. All right. So, Alfred, you, uh, the rest of the party's cleared the way. You're standing in the doorway. What do you wish to do as the uh, thin swarm of rats stands at Zephyr's feet? Red go ook. Rego what now? Rego <laughs> ook. I think what he's trying to tell you, he's going to go unga bunga. Red smash. All right. He's going rap bashing, Charlie. <laughs> go rap bashing. Go rap bashing, bud. What you got? What What, what is that? Uh, unarmed strike? Oh, you're not wanting to do it with your hand. I thought you said you had drawn a hand axe during the last action. I did. You both out. I do, yeah. but. No, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I was going to start just stomping. I mean, you can do that, yeah. If that's what you wish to do, you can do an unarmed strike that way, yeah. All right, Bob is now going yeah. to win. So, so it's just your uh, just a plus three. So, which is the exact same as my hand axe. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No, I you're able. You're, yeah, you're able to do that. Now, in terms of how it's written, it's just two bludgeoning damage. Like it's just a flat rate of damage, but yeah, you do that. You've success. You sure do. Uh, you won't. 
if his feet are exceptionally large, does he get the possibility of more rats per stomp? And again, because the swarm is one entity in this, Fair no mechanically. Touche. Flavor wise, yes, he will continue the trek to Flavor Town. You, uh, your uh, honking flipper feet, go ahead and just knock out like five <laughs> or six of those rats, and it's not, it's not a contest. They have no ability to like right. put up a fight well, against the boot. There goes another name, honking yep. flipper feet. <laughs> Yep. Um, Bob's. I just changed it. No, you're wood sticks. We just changed that. Wait. No, that's Tanner. That ain't me. You got him. I know. That's what he sticks. said. Tanner said oh. he had dibs on it. No, no, no. Yeah, you're sticky, man. No, it's yeah, done. I was, to, I was about to say, I, I'm the only one that's actually got feet like that. So, so Alfred, you want to stay in the room or you want to make your way out? I'm going to stomp on him. Go, oh, God, this is so gross, and kind of scurry back out towards the door. Okay. Immediately <laughs> regret this decision. He's scurrying. Squish, squish. So I'll leave you. I'll leave you out. Oh, God. There you go. All right, Aiden, what do you got? Uh, you, you come across all of this happening in the last 20 seconds or so. Am, am I in rat whipping range? <laughs> And because of the iron gate, you're probably going to need to be where the rest of the cluster is to get within that reach, too. You can, you can split you can your do. movement in this, though, yes. right? Yes. So you can absolutely walk, walk up, do the thing, and then go back. All right. So I'm going to walk up. I'm going to do the thing. Okay. And then possibly <laughs> walk back. Let's see what happens. And <laughs> possibly Please walk back. Thing. Please do a good thing. Uh, that is a 23. Yeah, that hits. Go ahead and give me damage on that, bud. That is a six. All right, minimum damage. But yeah, you're able to do it. Yeah, you uh, you cut through them. It's like a knife through butter. You pop that whip, and you see a cascade of rats like ricochet off the floor. So gross. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd like to walk it back. All right. <laughs> now walk it back. <laughs> now walk it back. Uh, Zephra, you uh, have a much more manageable swarm or maybe a, a small puddle of rats than you did in a previous turn. The, okay. uh, your compatriots your compatriots have thinned the herd mightily. So how, okay. how do you wish to act? Um, are they still swarming my feet or can I move at all as far as... No, you're, mechanically you're able to move. It's just in the okay. way they, they swarm, which is why they're called that way. They just stay in your hitbox. Fair box. enough. Um, well, just to uh, make sure my compatriots aren't in my range, I'm going to shift down here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to holler at them. You might want to cover your ears. <laughs> and I'm going to cast Thunderclap. Okay. Yeah, Thunderclap's just a con save, so let me roll that up. Yep. Yeah, they didn't save that. Oh, so you have... Oh, no, oh ba -ba which that was crappy as far as the damage end of it went. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, man. Okay, so thunder, thunderclap uh, to kind of show how it is written. Let's see here. You have thunderous sound that can be heard up to a hundred feet away. Yep. Each creature does the con save or takes the thunder damage. So it's in this case, six thunder damage. Yeah. So they. So they take only the one damage. One. Now, mind you, you still throw a couple of rats on the wall. They're they're barely hanging on as a swarm. 
But uh, more to the point, because of that sound, you hear it just, and those of you outside the room especially, you hear it echo kind of throughout the tunnels you've explored so far, and you expect that that it was, that's, it's a noticeable sound. <laughs> and so much so, in your case, uh, Zephra, as you, like, the non-visible, but the wave of thunder sound were to hit the wall, you kind of kick up a big chunk of dust as it starts to, like, rain from the ceiling. You've, mm. you've loosened something on that flat surface that can't contact with. Gross. And it kind of <laughs> reverberates around you. You are, are uh, more uh, capable of avoiding anything that's going to, like, wreck your train of thought. But you've got... You're at the front row of a rock concert, is what you're feeling cool. right now. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to end it there. Okay. I'll, I'll keep the what is left of the rats distracted for the others. Yeah, Rasmus, you, uh, having covered your ears enough to avoid any extremely raucous sounds. And they're although, big ears, too, Steve. <laughs> they're real big. Got to hold them, fold them down in half over the top. But yeah. <laughs> But uh, you see that, again, this swarm of rats is far thin. There's only a few stragglers left. Okay, let's try Sacred Flame again. Okay. Um, Dex 13 save for you. Dex 13? Nope. No on them or on me? Sorry, yes, they did not save. (laughs) I thought about that after I said it. I was like, that's that's not helpful. Cody, the instructions are unclear. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Hey, that's max damage. Hunters, instructions unclear, self-immolated. <laughs> I'm now on fire. What do I do? That's right. <laughs> Actually, it appears that they're on fire because yeah, yes. that's eight eight radiant damage. Yeah, uh, Zephra, since you're right in front of them, unfortunately, you get the brunt of that melt. Oh, did I uh, microwave okay. a couple of them? Yeah, no, happened here. Uh huh. Yeah, you uh, you well beyond take care of the rest. A couple a couple flames with feet kind of run their way toward the holes they came from and kind of just fall and drop. But the one or two that are left, uh, they are the hamster in Maniac Mansion. So yeah, unfortunately, there's a little bit of a mess left behind. Yikes! But as it but as it stands, the swarm has been taken care of. All right, who's hungry? I'm just gonna get away from the carcasses. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little I'm gonna turn to Red and just tell him straight up, like, I hate how much I want to respond that I am to that. I need you to know I am actually hungry, <laughs> but not for this. Mayhaps another meal. Oh. This is not the fourth meal I wanted. Well, if we're free to move about the cabin, I want to head back into this place once the, I guess, stepping over the barbecued rat. Yeah. See if there's anything to actually be mm. seen in that coffin. Uh, as you, you peer your way in, other than the uh, bolts from Bjorn that's sticking out of the foot of the coffin now, uh, there is nothing. Uh, you see kind of a little bit of uh, singed fire damage on the side that's closest to you from when those sacred flames were to have hit their target. But other than that, okay. there is nothing There's nothing inside the coffin. It looks empty and save for the thunderclap and everything that's happened in this room. It still looks as if it's well-worn with age, but unoccupied and has been for some time. Can I, uh, oh, I hid underneath the rats. There we go. Can I? Uh, oh yes, I guess I can clear those off. So no, it's okay. I just I wanted to to pull that coffin lid off the wall and see if is it just rat holes back there? Is that all yeah. we're looking at here? Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, no, no, no rat holes, but yeah, there's just kind of cover up a bunch of gaps in the wall. Okay. Yeah, well, then we're going to leave that and close that gate behind us and go, all right. Um, that was what's great. behind door number two? <laughs> I'm going to move up here, and I'm also going to run to the restroom, but I'm listening to so keep talking. Okay. I guess Red will try to open this gate because now he needs to know what's in this casket. Okay. Uh, much like the gate that Bjorn pushed open, this one has like a, a latch that you have to pull, but it is also unimpeded. So you can kind of lift the swing arm and push it open without any issue. Currently, as it is, as you see on the screen, it is lid on top of coffee. I'm going to move here and see if there's anything I notice in that general area. Everything in terms of just how you see, there's uh, some slightly ornate, like wooden engravings. Kind of looks like maybe vines or something moving around that uh, drop-down portion of the lid, the angled portion. Uh, the cross on the center isn't incredibly ornate, but it is. You would maybe say pewter or something like a, an inexpensive metal that has been cast to be decorative. Uh, on the underside, as you were to look down, there are handles by which to lower this, but they aren't made of anything greatly opulent. They're function more than, you know, or form and function more than decoration. Do I see any rat holes in this crypt? No. Uh, you, you see a couple, like, small gaps where you would imagine just in terms of uh, mortar or whatever the material is has maybe given way over time, but there's nothing in the way that you guys would have seen in the other room. This is a, a uh, stable structure-looking room. Okay, so Red's going to look outside the gate to uh, Bjorn and, and uh, Rasmus and go, now look, what's the chance that the cross, there's a, like a vampire inside this casket and the cross on top of it is keeping it in there? About the same as the ratio of leprechauns to unicorns. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you about these things. Cody, would they ask I mean, to be fair, hunter. okay. Yeah, yeah Rasmus is going to know a little bit about like holy symbols and that kind of stuff, and I would assume he knows the basics, but yeah, a vampire is not something he has encountered before. Well, it was very much an open, in, like not open in the question, but very much a, so should I open this? Uh, could I could I give some, would I know anything about that? Would I have any kind of uh, insight on that one? I mean, as much as your general knowledge would cover some of the things that Red has said, yes, in terms of there's sometimes there are coffins that are impeded or protected by some form of symbol, but there's nothing in the way of observation that you can tell from this one that this is that purpose, or like we said, there was a hollow sound when the piece of gravel went off. So if Red shares that with you, there's nothing indicative of there being something inside. I would tell them that even if that were true, why would we want to let them out? Agreed. Curiosity? Killed the giant elf. Curiosity isn't going to do us very well here. I say we move on. I mean, what if there's some kind of important clue here that we need? He has a point. All right. I'm it's gonna... not that this place has been very uh, forthcoming with uh, what has taken place here in the past in our experience so far. So I. Okay, so as, as as he says he has a point, Red starts like trying to find a way to 
Like, <laughs> Red's like, I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I'm like pulling, just as an aside, I don't pull it all the way closed, but I kind of pull the door toward me a little bit, and I just kind of whisper in there, go ahead and do it. Do it. Bjorn. <laughs> Red, so you're trying to get the, the lid off? Yes. There, there's no latching uh, mechanism really to speak of, so you're able to lift this up. Uh, give me a wisdom save. He's about to go crazy. Save, he says. Ten. You open up that lid, and after a split second, you see yourself in there, arms crossed with your axes wait a minute, held. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Tanner, what'd you roll? He rolled insight. You rolled an insight check. Oh, he did, yes. It was a wisdom. Wisdom save is on the left underneath where it says strength dex and kind of gives your your uh, your stats. Yeah. There's oh, okay. four, or there's six, like, yeah, saving throws. It says saving yeah, throws. Saving it's throws. a yeah, whiz up above that. Before you roll another one, what's your wisdom? There it is. Well, cool. 19. Okay. So as you open that lid, you for a split second kind of startle yourself, thinking you see yourself in there. But as that lid fully opens and the torchlight that Bjorn's kind of casting from the Iron Gate shows, you notice that it is an empty coffin. It's and you, If you were to kind of look at it with an inspecting or inquisitive eye, again, as you notice from the outside, this looks relatively new. There's nothing in the way of where. There's not even really impressions in the lighting or the cloth that would show that there's anything ever that's been inside this other than the hands of the maker. Maybe maybe this casket was made for somebody to use eventually. And now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. No, you get a sense of foreboding from this. I want to note that like when he looks back, uh, you can see Bjorn start to kind of like reopen the gate like a little bit and then putting like some nylon like some rope back into his pocket into his side <laughs> seeing this he casually tossed aside a large rock <laughs> <laughs> um let's say we torch it sure sure burn it yeah i mean fire that's cool you are certainly able hey, to i mean hey bjorn let me see that torch yeah yeah, Rasmus is you and Red. I assume Rasmus, are you going to go in and do the same, or is Red? Yeah, at this at this point, you're going to occasionally hear Rasmus saying things like blasphemous uh, and foul and demonic, and and so yeah, he, he's he's very concerned that this is all extremely unholy, and and you know, burn the witch. Yeah. Man, I very much appreciate that Rasmus is 13 or 14 year old Cody reading the Da Vinci Code for the first time. Because I feel like this is all the shit I was saying when I read the first half of that book as a stone oh, yeah. Pentecostal. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean this this is a guy who grew up in in a religious order yeah. uh, who who has been fully indoctrinated. I mean, he fully believes that he was placed here by you know he treats Ilmater as as a as a Jesus like a Christ figure. So yeah, I mean, he believes that his his you know world revolves around him, and if he's here, it must be for a reason. And this is probably it. Uh, and and this thing right looks, now. looks holy and doesn't come across as holy. So burn the witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's and, what he's gonna do. Yeah, there there's no resistance. You guys smell the uh, the uh, fragrance of wood as it starts to burn. Some of the you know it's 
the time period in the game that we're in, it's not like it's very ornate claw like layering inside, but kind of that cloth starts to give up as well. And before too long, you've got a smoldering pile of wood just sitting there doing his job in flames inside this stone room. Good. Get out of here. I want to lock that gate behind me too, or push it latch. Yeah, anyway. I'm I'm falling Bjorn out the hallway again as yeah. they're burning stuff because I'm like, okay, there's nothing else here. It's time to move on. Yeah, yeah I'm starting to creep away. Okay. Same. Not Bjorn's gonna be moving upward, so I'm gonna follow him. <laughs> I love that Red just sprints. He just leaves the room like, no, nope, I said fire. I go. Okay. Yeah, so so the options of you guys start making your way that way. Let me start illuminating some more stuff for you. At least as you approach currently, no, don't reveal them. Reveal the area. <laughs> I'm moving you for a second, born. You keep moving, messing up the. Not that you're doing anything. The, the reveal area. You in the way. Yeah, it wants to select you as opposed to highlight the space I'm doing it. Thanks, roll twenty. Yeah, so I mean, as uh, yeah, you're good to keep going. Uh, unless it's Bjorn, I imagine you take your uh, torch back from Alfred. Yeah, yeah, or light another one. Okay, yeah, e either way it goes. You guys start approaching this room, and because it's just an open staircase, you guys see this way. You start to see a room that is lit currently. It looks like kind of a lived-in area. As you've got to make your way in. Oh, okay, Go never mind. Go ahead. No, you're good. I, I think you're about to answer my question. Yep. Is I'll kind of as you guys continue to open up, you see this as the party starts to enter this room, uh, facing away oh, from my. you. The hell is that? Let me select a token, please. It's. Okay, things are uh, objects in the uh, screen are larger than they appear. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, it's real uh, big. Yeah, no, it's just the way the tokens what sort of are sized. Creature is this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, as you guys enter the room, you see this small creature kind of sitting at the table, and it looks up, and you can tell that it kind of. It was hard not to notice the whole crackling wood of a coffin and a thunderclap in a stone room. That it was halfway expecting something, but now that there's visual confirmation of other entities down here, uh, he seems a bit frightened. You see his small eyes kind of open up. He's a stunted creature sitting at the table, at least you can sound, let's tell. Kind of a fur-covered face all around. Is there any food on the table or anything that it's eaten? Or is it like, is there any remnants? Yes, it, it looks as though he is, um, you know, having whatever you would consider a meal. Uh, as you walk in, he kind of starts to whisper in this kind of gravelly voice, Leave while you can. This is not safe for your kind. Uh, as you continue to look into the room, kind of paint the rest of the picture, there is a small bed and chest here in this room. Not really much that you can see. Well, actually, that's a little bit further, So, but you'll get there. Uh, the rest of this room is storage. You tell it's kind of, uh, you see the sacks of flour on the floor, you see some implements that would show as if at least someone is here. So Red's going to place his hand axes back in his belt and kind of slowly approach from an angle this creature, saying, look, 
Okay. We're here to help. We mean no harm to you as long as you mean no harm to us. We're just wanting to get out of here. He, he still looks at you kind of intimidated and maybe backing up a little bit and acknowledges, I don't understand how people have made their way here. It is not safe. How, why did you travel here? Why did you come here? This is not safe for you. We were called here. And none of us know why. Nor do we know how to leave. So if you do, by all means. Uh, he looks kind of inquisitively at the thought of you being called here. You you think as though he doesn't really understand that concept. And the thought of coming to Barovia at least probably goes over his head. Tell, but he will kind of look and say, "I, I no one has been called to this house in in many moons. No one should come here. I I, I am here for I must." But no one else should be. This is not good for any others. Does Strahd have you trapped here? He kind of gives a bit of a shudder and a hiss, but shakes his head as you say that. I only serve my master. That is not master. Who is master? And he kind of looks at Alfred, I assume. Yeah, you're. I'm going to move you over here if I wanted to kind of keep my screen going. Uh, as you say, master, you he just starts to mutter. I, I, I don't. Master is not in his right mind. He has become evil. Who are you? He looks at you and he says, "I am Igor." And that's all he gives you in that moment. He's still, again, kind of taken aback by the fact that there's people here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that was that Igor? No, Igor. Oh, okay. While they're talking, I'm just kind of like heading over to this kind of like door door frame here, just to have take a peek in. While they got him kind of like occupied. I mean, as you kind of uh, sorry, give me a little bit of a view. You've got a there's torchlight here at the wall, and you can tell there's at least the start of something going down. Uh, Rasmus is going to introduce himself. I'm a little closer, slowly, so as not to startle who or whatever this one is, um, and ask him, if not Strahd, then is your master Count Lagruft? He looks at you and nods. Yes, that is master, but master... Master is not the same. He has become evil. He has become consumed. Following, what? oh, go ahead. I'm just going to ask him what happened. He shakes his head because he doesn't seem to. He looks as if he doesn't understand, but he knows it's not good. Okay. This Following is my master had become focused on on dark things, and it changed him. It ruined him. It ruined us. Fo following Rasmus's lead. I'm gonna Red will move forward and say, "Look, my name is Elfrid. I I go by Red to my friends, and I'd like you to be able to call me Red." These things going on with your master—is this was that caused by Trod? Is he the root of the problem? He he 
looks uncomfortable, one, as you kind of get closer, you can kind of see him maybe backpedal slightly away from the table. But he he shakes his head and says, I, I do not know what, who, why, Master, but Master explored dark things. What okay. Master chants, it is dark sounding. Where Where is he now? Where is this master of yours? He is... He kind of gestures to where you are at. He is here. He, he is here in these crypts. Did master kill his children? Drap, titan, shield. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That ain't good. Douse that torch. <laughs> he, he, he shudders to the thought of you mentioning the children master master must must have done something to to cause this master no longer goes into the manor it, he wants master wants to forget master stays here igor what do you know of the others of the house elizabeth Boris, Bella, Margaret, Dr. Friedman. He just, again, becomes uncomfortable, kind of like wrinkles his head as the thought of each of them. You can tell that he knows who they are, but that they are things he is not meant to think of, not meant to speak of. He okay. simply says, all, all are gone. All, are, all okay. are gone. I have not seen in many moons. Uh, I... Travel the manor nightly. I light fires and candles. Master's orders. Okay, that explains a lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm Erasmus is going to put his torch away, um, and he's going to approach the. He's not going to draw his weapon. He's going to approach the table again slowly, uh, and with his unbidden right hand, is going to reach out like for a handshake and say, "We're not here to hurt you. We're hoping that you're on the same page." He. He sees your hand and looks at you, and you can tell he's uncomfortable by the thought of having... He's not someone who typically greets people, so he typically leans over a little bit, like acknowledges your presence and does so, not in a very formal manner. As you get okay. closer, you can tell he's kind of a mongrel-looking individual. The picture kind of depicts it a bit. Very furry face, connects to the head, kind of bearish-style ears atop his head. You can kind of okay. see some of the lower teeth come up underneath his mouth. You can tell he's not used to typical uh, decorum, as it were. Okay. He acknowledges, he says, I, I welcome you into my, my area, but this is not safe. You shouldn't be here. But Igor is not, is not to do anything but to serve Master. And Master is in this place you should not be in this place it is not safe these crypts are not safe for you there's too much death here i wish you to leave for your own safety can you do one of two things can you either show us the way out or can you take us to master that thought of taking you to master he immediately shudders and just i am not allowed in the dungeon I, this is where i stay i work here i live here so the dungeon, that's where... Is the dungeon where our friend just went? I'm going to point to where Bjorn is heading. 
uh, as he notices again, because he's fixed on the fact that you guys kind of are where you're all of his attention. He looks over toward that direction and his eyes widen as if to say, he starts to kind of like stammer for a second. He's uncomfortable with that thought. The, I tossed the dead in the pits. It's not safe. The fights, the fights. Uh, Bjorn, you specifically, as you start, as again, your wandering eye takes you, uh, you, you see with your torchlight, you see this gate and you can start to see something in this room. And the first things you start to see about 10 feet away from the iron gate is just a, a pool of blood and that bloodied act. Oh. Ooh. That's nasty. And of course, obviously, the rest of you wouldn't have sight of that just yet. Yeah. Okay, well, this guy is clearly getting, like, like animated, so I'm just going to try to calm him down. Um, I, Pretty much, I just want him to, to try to relax a, bit, a little bit. I'm going to try to explain to him that, like, he doesn't have to worry about our safety. Like we'll we'll take care of ourselves. We're more concerned about his safety now. Is there something we can do to help him to free him from this influence? He shakes his head. I am here. This is my place. I serve master. I hide and he gestures behind him to that door. I hide when I hear screaming, but I serve the master's orders, only the master's orders. I do not leave. I do not wander. I fulfill purpose. Whose right. caskets were those in the other room? He looks at you kind of with a, a, a vacant look. He shakes his head as if, uh, I do not know. I, I instructed to bring them here, but no purpose was given by master. No purpose is given to Igor. Igor fulfills orders. Uh, Bjorn, just to kind of give you specifically as you wandered closer to that gate, you will notice, as I'll kind of illuminate there, recessed into that wall there is a lever. Okay. So I walk back up here. Kind of like I've been wondering just kind of like why they've got his attention, seeing what's mm -hmm. down in this area. So I'll walk back, and I'm kind of hearing the conversation back and forth, like, a little bit from the distance. And I'm just kind of, like, signaling to them that I don't think that... I mean, you're welcome to continue with him, but I don't think there's going to be any more information available from him. And I'm signaling that there's just kind of, like, something down here worth looking at. I'm going to follow, because okay. I agree with him. Yeah. Uh, Igor, here's, here's, the, here's the final pitch. We're not asking for your help. We're not asking you to, to engage in a fight or anything like that. What we are asking for is, a, a, for lack of a better term, a ceasefire. You don't have to, we're, we're not going to fight you. We're not your enemy. You don't have to help us in this fight. But you also don't have to warn your master that we're coming. Igor looks and shakes his head as, as if that wasn't a thought that had even crossed his mind. And so they, okay. Igor fulfills purpose. Igor pleads that you leave for your own health. Igor, Igor stays here. And he gestures kind of toward the room as well. Okay. Igor drinks his wine, eats his meal. 
hides. That's Igor follows master's orders. You should leave. And he kind of <laughs> starts muttering things. Crazy. They they like to fight. And he kind of looks at you, Rasmus, specifically, and kind of with a moment of clarity. The last people come here. They fought well, but they lost. It is not safe. He hey, kind of laugh as he uh, tightens that strap of a shield again and says, yeah, well, what's new? He appreciates his concern, but that's... It is what it is at this point. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna follow them down this way since I'm aware of all this only tangentially. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. So for those of you that are in the room, Igor kind of resigns himself to that. Uh, Aiden, you being the last one, you would probably notice that he walks toward the rack of wine, grabs a bottle. Now that he's standing, you see a bit of a teeter-totter about him. But he goes into this room, locks, and you hear the door lock as he enters it. So, that is, uh, you get the feeling as the rest of you have left that, Again, he, he doesn't know what to do in this situation, but he certainly does not wish to see more people in this place. He dipped out. All right. Chipper so fellow. Chipper, very chipper. Um, do we got everybody in position here? Where we want to be? So, I just yeah, yes. to, Okay, I lean into the group. Well, just, Aiden's really far back. Yeah, you know, Shane, you got to be in the, the, the stay in that room there. I just assumed everybody was somebody was moving me for me, but yeah, I'm here. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm behind you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I look to this gate. Do I? I just kind of give it a little bit of a, a shake. Is it? Is it locked or open or? There was that lever. You can yeah, tell there's something holding place. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you can tell there's some form of mechanism doing that. As the rest of you kind of pile in this narrow hallway, it is kind of a one-way street here. Bjorn, you're the first one to kind of get more of a look. That smell of uh, of death that you encountered at the start when you came down the steps is heavy. You feel as if that is the only thing that is here. And you, as you kind of approach the gate, you see a little bit more of what this room is. I'll kind of give you a little bit of an expanded view as it goes without going in. But you see, you kind of see the blood-spattered shield and you see kind of caked into the ground long, dried blood. And this looks like a, a not dark place. Well, at, at least the sense of what its purpose is. You, you see some ambient light coming from the side, obviously, to illuminate that. So you can tell there's at least some form so of I'm light. So I'm assuming that whenever I tested it, the gate was closed. Yes, know. you rattle it. It didn't have any any give to it. There was something keeping it in place. All right. So I kind of look back at the group, and I just kind of like look down at the the handle, look at the door, look at the group, and just kind of like you know nod to just kind of question if anybody's ready to go forward. I'll nod. You're at not you. having luck going back. Nodding. Yeah, I'm gonna brandish my mace though at this point. All right. Yes. Hand axe right. is back in my hands. I've got my crossbow handy. Yeah, 
mine's been at, at, at the at, in my left hand there. So I just pull on the um, the lever. I guess it's a pull push. Yeah, gate. no, you you pull back on that lever, okay. and you hear a creak, and you see that gate slowly ascend. Oh, shit, of course it's a lifting gate. All right, hell with it. So I stand here and I just kind of look down, check out what's on the ground there. Uh, Bjorn, Bjorn is in. Okay, Alfred goes in. I'll let you... How quickly do some of you enter in? I figure, yeah, the first two are pushing through pretty quickly. I'm also pushing through pretty quick. And Zephyr, are you? I might as well follow suit. Okay. Zip, zip, zip. Probably not the best idea, but it's what's going to happen. <laughs> Zephra, you, you clear the door or clear that gate, and within about five seconds of you crossing through it, you hear a quick That gate has now closed shut. And from at least Aiden and Zephra, you're the ones closest to the gate. From this perspective, you don't have a means of opening it on the other side. Can he reach the, the handle at all uh, on the other side there? It's going to take some work if you can, but at least from this perspective, it doesn't because it's a, a pull back. You're going to have to have some way to actually force it that way. It won't be one that comes How good are you with that whip? <laughs> Bones. I'm very good this? with the whip. Can I grab a tibia and try and push that thing up there? And what kind of tibia do you think this is? <laughs> we got, you, got, you got Red's entire arm? Also, no, that no. looks like you went down there, if I'm looking at this correctly. Skeleton, like, There's right a here. ladder. Can I whip the shit out of it? <laughs> there oh, is, man. in fact, as Hold you on. do. Are we outstanding on air? Well, I mean, your character token currently is. Oh, uh, it doesn't illustrate as much, but you'd have seen some of the accoutrement here. But as you do, it is, in fact, as you look around, there's light around the walls, but this is about a two-wide path here, and this ladder takes you down about... You guesstimate about ten feet into a pit. There's oh. no other entry that you can tell. It is just that ladder. So I didn't actually. Was I actually able to see? Oh, wait. You could sign again. I'm going to kind of illustrate a little bit because I don't like that. There's nothing here. In fact, you can see there's kind of blood spatter on this side. I would have expected the same over here. So that's why I gave you a little bit of it. Savvy. Okay. Well, you go with your elf self. If you want to head on down that way, go for it. With your elf self. I'm going to continue this walkway here and see. Is this a door here? Oh, yeah. Yes, there is a door. I don't know why yeah, I'm down let, there. I apologize. Let, let me illustrate the, the rest of the room for you guys, or at least the parts that you guys are able to see where you're at. You two see a gate on this side. Can on I? The far side, anyway. Uh, Kodu, can I can I strike up a torch and toss it down into the? It, can we see into the pit, or is it just pitch? Yeah, down? you you notice that there's at least on that far side there's a little bit of a torch it's here. I keep I keep shaking my mouse as if you can see my screen. There is a torch there. Yeah. It's it's not brightly lit, but you can kind of generally tell as you look down. You see scattered bones, broken weapons, skulls, remains of all kinds of things. Uh, specifically for those of you, you kind of see in the uh, middle of this room, there is that post, and it looks like something is tied or leaning against it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call over to Red and say, you know, hey, it could be a clue. It's a rancor pit. 
Let me let me check this gate first. All right, I'll, I'll point that I've kind of given a little more of a view. At least you can tell it, that those gates, all three of them. Open if there's if there's a person down there, and of course Rasmus can see him, dark vision, he's going to go down and check on him. Don't do it. No, don't. Okay. That's <laughs> just as he's going down there, like Bjorn's just going, just shaking his head, going, "All right, all right." That's what my character would do, man. All um, right. Well, I'm I'm gonna note that for uh, Red. Red, as you start walking down the walkway, you can't necessarily tell the direction from which it comes, but you can kind of see all three of these gated areas, and you hear groaning of some kind. Ain't it? You kind of hear something, and you see. You now you've kind of walked closer. You see there is also this gate here. Is that gate? I, I keep shaking. No, all three of them are at least currently show as closed. Like they're at least they're they're latched in your perspective. Can I see um, can I see anything inside of it? Yeah, same on mine. You at least for your perspective right now, you see uh, David You kinda see straight ahead. With your torchlight you can kinda see the room that way. And for Bjorn, if you were to do the same It's gonna be the same thing. You see they, cl they cleverly made this map, so you yep. Yep. Well, you ass architecture. I don't like these architects. Very poorly done castle. Uh, for uh, Rasmus, as you make your way down, uh, you kind of get yourself into the center of the room. As you uh, descend that ladder and come closer, uh, this entity looks closer to what you would have seen previously dangling from a ceiling than it does a present and clear-eyed human. Okay. It reveals something akin to a zombie. You can see as you get closer to that it's got two or three arrows kind of embedded in it, and it's pretty beat up. Like, it's it's not bleeding in the traditional sense, but it is worse for wear. Wait, is okay, it sitting but there, there is it just on its torso? Missing they're the tied, whatever this is, is tied to that, that pillar, though? Yes. It's okay. at least secure to it. Okay, so I mean, yeah, once I see that it's clearly not, like, someone in need of help, then yeah, obviously Razzle's is gonna bolster his shield up in front of him and try to examine this thing. Aiden, yeah. uh, Aiden would put a hand on his shoulder, and when he looks back at him, kind of, kind of nod at him, because he knows exactly. I think they're thinking the same thing. And, uh, is there, like, a pebble or something around me I can kind of toss at this little guy? Try to I mean... Just throw rocks at everything. I mean, the, the fact, honestly, oh, Aiden, with you, with you joining alongside Rasmus, you both, uh, as you approach it specifically, having both of your presence there, you see the zombie. Worse for it does not seem like it's very spirited, but it has enough to kind of stand up, and you can tell that its chains are to its wrists, but it has enough reach to kind of come out and extend to you about five feet. I do keep saying zombie. That's I at least give you that's what that is. Well, ask you, uh, I would you, you've seen one now. You guys know what it is. I want to ask Rasmus. Um, you know, with everything we've seen here, why would they keep this thing chained up down here? That was my question. It wasn't my initial question. I was concerned that this was someone who needed our help. Now I'm starting to think that we may be the ones in need of help. I'm gonna call yes. up to everybody else. Hey, guy. Hey, you guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I, and we I should, like, I'm as he's doing that, I'm just like backing toward the ladder, going, "We should move." Yeah, and I'm looking over the ledge here, going, "You always try to help people. This is not the place." And what? so I'm just kind of like waving them on, like, "Come up here, come up here." Well, yeah. don't worry, uh, Bjorn, you've kind of left yours. You go that way, uh, Alfred. It looks like you've left your place. As those two start to make their way toward the ladder, you kind of hear the. There's nothing much in the way of sound in this room other than kind of the echo of those chains as the zombie generally flails its arms, kind of not fully aware that Rasmus and Aiden are moving. But as that happens, you guys hear a couple more of those groans from those other spaces. You kind of poke your torch in. You hear the... That's where we cut it off. (laughs) Yeah. It's zombie time. It's zombie time. Something mm-hmm. seemingly is aware you're here. Somebody's I think it's those coming. zombies that Cody keeps talking about. <laughs> Somebody's ah. coming. Something. Whoa. Whoa. It's the rancor. So be good for goodness sake. Whoa. Ghostbusters, mayor wants to see you. <laughs> Our town's going crazy. Don't ever call uh, me the mayor from Jaws. Never. Never. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening to another edition of PZ85 Plays the Curse of Strahd on the Podzilla 1985 Network. When next we join you next Tuesday, what comes from beyond the gates or what happens in this pit of blood? We shall find out. But before we get to that, there's a few other episodes and endeavors to uh, explore. So, Shannon, Hunter, you guys, what's up this week? I don't know. I don't want to be here. Cool. All right. Hunter, what's going on this week? Uh, well, so we, we did not have a new episode of anything yesterday that we are planning a new, I want to believe in the near future. Um, I didn't forget. I was just tired, man. Well, okay. I knew uh, it was happening. Hunter, to pull the, to pull the curtain back a little bit, Tanner and I were both on and we're both like, Hey, are we doing a show tonight? And we both went, uh, well, I mean, I also was out of town. Like I was, I was at the cast rap party for the, for the play and I didn't get home until eight o'clock. So, but I'd been gone from six to eight. So nothing new yesterday, but but yes, a new tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes. And, um, I cannot say enough good things about, I know I've been quiet this whole show i have a reason for that um but as far as the rest of the week goes i saving it up i cannot say enough good things about monday night raw i know it's kind of been a thing lately of hey raw's gotten better since triple h has taken over last night's raw in particular had two of probably the best matches i have seen in years in bobby lashley versus aj styles for the united states championship and kevin owens versus drew mcintyre absolutely brought me back to how i felt when i was a kid Staying up way too late, talking to Lindsay on ICQ, um, telling her, "Hey, I got I got to go. Raw is on." Uh, it was it was <laughs> yep. great, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yep, that's tomorrow. We got a new After Dark coming your way on Thursday, Lindsay. What's the topic this week? Um, it needs to be short and sweet because I have to be up at four in the morning because I have inventory on Friday. Gross. Ouch. Um. Yeah, we should just do we should do the whatever the list is and go straight to it. Just start uh-huh. at the list. Just the list. Nothing. So we'll list. find out. You know why? Maybe we do like a top three. You know why? We could do those three wishes. Because oh, there you go. We covered the news last week on an all new uh, No Turning Back with Shannon Young that aired on Friday uh, to make up for the fact that we didn't do 
the Thursday Hell show. Hell yeah. So you can go back and listen to me talking about the uh, dangerous precedent sent by the Republican Party when it comes to targeting law enforcement because they are investigating the person that you support. It's a long story. Go back and listen to it. It's not that long. If you, Unless you live into a... Unless you're a fucking idiot, you already know what it's about. So, so that's that. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't... Friday, is it horse time? It hasn't been horse time in a few Fridays. It's always horse time in my heart. So, yeah. Me too. Kaz? <laughs> it's a nice sentiment, but is there a show? <laughs> Kaz? Kaz? Cast. That's a thumbs up. Yes, that's yes. that's All a verification. Right. The horse is right on Friday. We yeah. haven't done that in a right. while, so there you go. That's I, happening. I got the uh, first skit for us. It's about Instagram. And then okay. Oh yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> um, and then and then we're back next week again. I think I don't know. I'll talk to you guys shortly, but maybe we could do. I want to believe over the weekend sometime. That'd be nice. Um, but that's happening, and then all these things, and then we're back. Plays next Tuesday. We'll find out. Well, you know, I'll let Cody tell you. Yeah, we'll find out what is uh, making some noise in this we'll ominous fuck around. Pit. You, you're you're going to find out. Yeah, you can no, y'all have already fucked around. You, you can, shall now find out. You can catch me downtown at the bar all weekend. I'm making rounds. Come no. see your boy. It's no. always a party. All right. What does this no. mean? What is he talking about? I don't know. But until no, Michigan don't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, it's I'm not even gonna let him go any further. Until next time when we find our characters climbing out of fighting pit covered in blood for double H, Lindsay, Tanner, Shannon, Ow! and Kaz. I am your dungeon Ow. master, uh, Cody Sandusky, saying until next time. Well, I was gonna do the ICQ sound, but my voice doesn't do that, so just Ow. picture. Ow. Ow.